On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with Catherine Graham from Common Skew about her recent sale of Right Sleeve and how to scale a company. and welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and uh, apparently I don't know my name, but my name is Kirby Hossman. <laughs> and uh, joining me today is someone who clearly has me flustered, a repeat guest, Catherine Graham. She's CEO of Common Skew. Catherine, thanks so much for joining me today. Kirby, it is always a pleasure. <laughs> right back at you. Right back at you. So, okay, so we had had this on the books in the interest of transparency weeks and weeks ago, and then Gosh, there was some big news in the industry this past week, and so the timing was pretty good. Um, <laughs> and uh, so if you'll indulge me, I'd like to ask a quick question. Sure. Um, so there was big news uh, in our industry. Um, you and Mark and the team at Right Sleeve um, sold your company to GenuMark. So first things first, congratulations. I know that's always a big yeah. move, right? And then I, I'm always curious about, you know, how it all goes and and why and why the timing works. So can you talk a bit about why you decided to to make this move now? Yeah. So a few factors. Uh, I mean, obviously running as as you well know, running multiple businesses, you are the master of this. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> but thanks. But uh, it's 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 tough. Yeah. And as, you know, as CommonSQ started to grow and consume kind of more and more of our time and emotional energy and and resources that we increasingly felt kind of as if right sleep wasn't getting, you know, what it needed in terms of our focus and um, overall effort to, to kind of take it to the next level. So right. I think that that was the one of the original, you know, drivers behind it. And also that, you know, when you're when you're spread too thin, you feel as if you're kind of not doing anything as well as you could. So that <laughs> was a big piece of the timing, as I'm sure you can appreciate. Yeah, you're <laughs> preaching to the choir. <laughs> totally get that. Totally get that. So again, congratulations. One of the things that I always say about you guys is um, that you are sort of what I hope entrepreneurship is all about. You do it the right way. And so I was really tickled for you when I heard that. So congrats. Um, and that's exciting. So um, kind of moving on to the regularly scheduled programming here. I like, I, you know, I, we just returned from the third annual SKU Camp event. Um, it, it's a great event. I always say it's full of industry rock stars. And I know I get a lot from these events, but I'm always curious as the host, what, what do you take away from SKU Camp? To me, uh, there's just so much energy that comes from it. You know, I love, love, love seeing our customers in person, love having those connections. And especially as, you know, the years go on where we've been, you know, we've had some customers that have been with us for, you know, eight years now. And yeah. so you see, when you see them kind of at the events, it's like you're seeing your friends, your family and watching kind of each other uh, or watch, watching um, the the groups themselves start to form those kinds of friendships and be super excited to see each other um, at the events as well. It's just very rewarding. So I just come out of it super energized and I, I love having that time in person. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually talking about your event uh, this week um, and how it's refreshing to be in a room where people are all building each other up, regardless of their, you know, their, their competitors or their, their partners or whatever. Everybody understands that, you know, it's not a scarcity mindset. It's an abundance mindset. And there's plenty of business to go around. And we're all trying to help each other. That is honestly probably 
the most refreshing <laughs> of all of it. And so I appreciate you guys putting that work into it. I think um, the, the, the abundance mindset to me, it's also um, people come with a genuine curiosity yeah. and just so engaged and interested to learn from not just the content, but specifically from one another. And that doesn't always happen kind of within no. any industry, let alone our industry. And so I think that willingness to to be vulnerable, to, to kind of initiate those conversations and be open about, you know, where it is that they feel that they're they're looking to grow and learn and to me I just I love kind of seeing those conversations in action yeah absolutely so you did a session as you normally do and um, you talked about a scenario and I think I told you right afterwards I felt like you were really talking to me um, about leaders who are sort of sales driven that's how they started their company and then they add a few people and then when things get uncomfortable they tend to go back to sales because that's how they know that they can affect the company and I was like, oh yeah, that's me. Um, so, can you talk a little bit about what leaders or CEOs should be uh, focusing on? So the three pieces that I went through in that session, as far as where you know a CEO can truly drive value in their organization, is vision and strategy, you know, talent, and making sure there's enough money in the bank. <laughs> and if the if you can kind of um, focus on on those three things and not allow yourself to be drawn back into you know what it is that got you into the business in the first place because as you say you gravitate towards the things that you are naturally good at and uh, feel you need to insert yourself into the equation with what you know you used to do well whether it's helping out with production problems or you know driving sales whatever those pieces may be but in order to really scale that business to the next level and to you know grow yourself as a leader it's it's rethinking kind of how it is that you spend your time and being very prescriptive about that as opposed to letting kind of others drive your day and therefore kind of pull you back into the weeds yeah, it's funny. And just to, so you know, you can't see it, but the, on my on my board right now, I have vision, strategy, talent, and money. Just in case you think no one was listening, <laughs> I was listening. So. <laughs> uh, um, so this final question is kind of interesting because I think it morphs a little bit based on the first thing we discussed. So my final question was, you know, with that in mind, can you t- walk us through sort of a typical day for you and what are you most likely focusing on? And I guess the like kind of the caveat to that is, does that change now? Yeah, I mean, for sure it changes now. Yeah. Uh, over the next couple of months, it will, it will definitely change. And I think the, you know, I'm just as guilty as anyone else as far as yeah. letting myself get, you know, pulled back into the weeds or, or, or gravitating to where, you know, my comfort zone is. And I think that, you know, it's, it's always a battle every day to not say, all right, I'm just going to plow through my inbox and, you know, feel as if I'm getting somewhere because yeah. I answered all my emails. <laughs> and there's just that guilty. natural, yeah, just natural human kind of, you know, innate sense of wanting to, to check the boxes and feel as if you did something and therefore kind of someone else is setting your agenda for the day. So I'm, I'm old school from this perspective and that I still have a notebook that I keep my kind of to-do list of what it is that my priorities are. And I constantly kind of push myself to go back and look at that list multiple times throughout the day and make sure that I am driving those things forward as opposed to just drifting back towards the inbox. That's yeah. It's it's such good advice because, you know, it's it, it reminds me of the um, the concept from Seven Habits with Stephen Covey where he mm-hmm. he gives the four quadrants and it's yes. like some things are important and urgent, some things are just urgent but not important. But that where you want to spend your time on things that are not urgent but they are important, and that is 
so it's true. Tough. It's the hardest, yeah. the hardest, hardest things to do. And, and I think that there's there's two aspects of that. There's one, um, making sure that you've actually defined what is in that mm-hmm. quadrant. Yeah. Because in some cases, I mean, that's the strategy and vision piece as far as uh, making sure that you're actually allocating time to think about that and to think about, you know, how it is that you're going to drive your business forward. So it's once you've actually identified those and the second piece is the discipline to focus on them. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, you have uh, not only answered my three questions, but you we added a fourth. We, we uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So congratulations. Um, I usually give everybody a chance to ask me a question. I don't think I reminded you of this, so I hope I'm not catching you off guard. But uh, do you have a question for me? Of course I do. Okay, you're so prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know um, what it is that you have come back to your business and done differently following SKU Camp. Oh, man, this is actually wonderful. Um, <laughs> I, I, if I really actually wish I could show you. So we have a on my wall. Um, I went to an event one time and my family actually repainted my wall. And one of the things they did is they painted a, um, a whiteboard, that paint that you can wipe on yes. and wipe off. It's on my board. And so what I did um, is I thought back to, and I'm going to miss the name, but the, the gentleman who talked about having um, 450 clients and then going down to 87 clients. Yes, Craig Dunlop. <laughs> Thank you. And um, I, I've told that story a bunch here. And so what I did, and it's literally all over my board right now, is I went back and analyzed um, where you know our top 27 clients who have spent over a certain dollar figure, what industries are those in? And then quite, and I've talked to the sales team about that too, because I think each of us has, um, it's almost like this year's SKU camp and last year's SKU camp combined. Cause I'm like, yes. okay, pumpkin plan, right? Yes. <laughs> like who are the people I want to work with and I enjoy working with. Yes. Um, and so that it, we're literally in the process of trying to reevaluate that and going, okay, here's our, my personal top 20. Here's these and go, where are we spending the time as opposed to serving everybody like mm-hmm. he was talking about like yeah. say yes to everything yes. and um i find that every time i say yes to everything i get burned yeah. and um so just i don't know that i'm in a place personally where i'm like gonna start telling people no i won't work with them um i don't know maybe that's the next evolution um and i think part of that's a small town piece that would be difficult yes, for me um for sure. but the idea of allocating any time and resources to those and just refocusing all of that and being more intentional in that way. So that honestly is by far the biggest thing and it is, I'm literally living in it right now. So that's yeah. that's uh, probably the biggest takeaway and the thing I'm honestly most excited about because it makes me, I, what I told the, the team is it got me on offense again. Yes. As yeah. opposed to constantly being on defense. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you can focus on being proactive with the kinds of clients where you are truly adding value and that you truly get joy out of working with them, like that's where the magic happens. And ultimately still being in, you know, especially in a small town environment, still being willing to service the the reactive requests yeah. in ways that are, you know, that makes sense kind of for the business. It's, mm-hmm. it's more around kind of who it is that you're focused on from a proactive perspective that... Yeah starts to make things move yeah and even then like again this is where maybe i pick your brain off air sometime is Mm -hmm. to say okay how do i deal with those folks that are reactive in a more efficient way too because you know those are the ones that often take the most time for sure that doesn't i i don't want to tell them no yet yes but i i I don't want it to 
monopolize the whole team for a week. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's where the, the, the no but. Yeah. The no, you know, we're not the right fit for you, but I have a great solution. You yeah. know, and we, that's where we see, send people to for imprint all the time because yeah. if it wasn't the right fit for us and it was something simple and they could self-serve, then here's an alternative for you. But, you know, we're not going to be the right fit. So it's it's not it's it's saying no in a way that's still being helpful, yeah. um, but in a way that's still being respectful and helpful. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Well, you've you've taken the time. You've answered my questions. I really appreciate it, Catherine. And again, always fun. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And honestly, congratulations. I really think you and Mark are two of the best. And so, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.